Welcome to the SIFT Podcast. Our goal is to cultivate real conversations and sift through challenging topics, coming together with different perspectives, because this is real life and we can only get through it together. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of The Sift. This is this episode we are going to be talking about purity culture. Oh, tough. It's going to be juicy. It is going to be a juicy one. A juicy one. I know this is a very, uh, this topic Gabby loves. Well, not loves, but something she's very passionate passionate about. Passionate. That was the word I wanted to use. Passionate. (laughs) Very passionate. Um, It started as it was going to be purity culture and um, the Christian woman image, but this is such a juicy burger of a story and topic. Like it's got all the layers, lots of toppings, lots of toppings. Like there's lots of things in it. So you know, it's just purity culture. It can't be both. But before we get into that. I have our What the Heck Ohio this week. I can only imagine. It's, it's pretty good. Um, what the Heck Ohio, Michigan's Fart Trail, The Armpit of America, this week on What the Heck Ohio. I got this article from the Huff Post, and this was on March 30th, 2015. My birthday. Oh, you're right. I didn't even notice. Happy birthday to me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> How old were you in 2015? <clears throat> hmm. I don't know. Quick maths. I don't quick two maths. Plus, quick two maths. plus four. That's quick maths. What, like 16? What's seven, nine plus 17? 21. You stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I think I was like 16, 17. Okay. Turning 17, I think. You are 16 going on 17. So, Phyllis Jefferson stabbed a boyfriend in groin for eating all of her salsa. Bro. <laughs> what? Not just stabbed him, but stabbed him in his genitals. First, eating all her salsa? Yeah. What? Apparently salsa is very close to this woman's heart. <laughs> I mean, I love I'm salsa, screaming. don't get me wrong, but I'm not going to stab my boyfriend in the groin because of it. I mean, I need to know what kind of salsa it was. If it was that apple salsa? Listen, I'm just saying, if it's like Tostitos, like it's not worth it, but if it's that apple salsa Ooh. from that orchard, oh, oh. I would have been, he would have been gone. Celine's like, I would have stabbed him in the groin and then right. so I would have buried his body and everything. Like. <laughs> <laughs> so this says, Phyllis Jefferson's temper may be as hot as her salsa. Oh. <laughs> Police in Akron, very close to home. Okay, that's like right there. Said <laughs> Jefferson like right there. 50 right allegedly, allegedly stabbed her boyfriend in the groin with a pen. Sunday evening. A pen? <laughs> I thought it was like a knife. I thought what is she, that? A, a knife. knife? No. I thought like this woman was like in the kitchen getting ready to eat her salsa and he was like, <clears throat> and she was like, stab. No, no, a no. Pen? Sunday evening, he ate all her salsa in the house. <laughs> what? Jefferson's boyfriend <laughs> told police that he oh. and the accused were arguing about the salsa consumption. Stop it. When she allegedly stabbed him with the pen. You're kidding. The suspect then walked over to the TV and threatened to knock it on the floor. She's like, I stabbed your junk. I will throw down this TV too. Give me my salsa. When he grabbed the TV from her, Jefferson allegedly, 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 walked to the kitchen to grab a knife. 
Oh. And use it to cut him in the stomach. What? This just keeps unraveling. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's enough slices. <laughs> okay. okay. That's enough slices. Jefferson fled the scene while Buckner called 911. Responding officers found him on the floor clutching his stomach. He was taken to a nearby hospital oh. and treated for injuries that were believed to be non-life-threatening. So he was okay. Okay, that's good. She was arrested a short time after a short time when police officers pulled her over on the highway. She alleg- allegedly admitted to stabbing <laughs> Bechter, and she said she did it because she wanted to leave. I'm sorry? What? So you start a fight about salsa. Yep. Stab him in his junk. Yep. With a pen. Yep. And then you gut slice him like the Cleveland Torso Butcher because you want to leave. Yep. <laughs> Did you hear that? <laughs> Was that your throat? <laughs> it was like... <laughs> Her throat agreed with the craziness of that. It said, oh. I'm so Oh my goodness. That's my acid reflux. Hello, clear mics. <laughs> <laughs> right. I even tried to move. Like, so he was bent all the way back trying to keep the sound from being up. <laughs> what a great ASMR. Love that. That was beautiful. Anybody want to hear my throat sound? <laughs> <laughs> I feel another one coming on, guys. I'm sorry. Do you hear a little gurgle? No, we just ate dinner, so. I'm sorry, yeah. I got acid, acid reflux. reflux. It's acting up. It acting up. It acting up. So I want to know if you guys would stab your significant other over eating all the salsa. No. I don't know if salsa's worth it. Now, some I... mac and cheese. But it's like... <laughs> or some candy yams. Like, she should have gotten I... revenge with the pen and the groin, but then, like, the stomach, like... Ooh. I don't know. That was, that's a bit much. Or, like, a like Handel's ice cream or something. <laughs> it's got to be worth it. You know, Ooh, something I that's, mean, like, worth but it. But still, stabbing's a lot. You know? I mean... Next thing you know, Gabby and I are watching Netflix, and there's a true crime about our friend Celine, who we haven't heard from in months, because she stabbed her significant other With over some candle <laughs> ice cream. I and mean, we're like, hey. she warned us on the podcast I'm that like, one I time. I told y'all that one episode. <laughs> the way back in season one, I told y'all. I told y'all. You knew where I was at. You knew where I was. Or like Gabby's <clears throat> chicken drumstick. Like, I... <sighs> <laughs> Sorry. I made chicken drumsticks she for said, dinner. Sorry, I'm just. I'm just. And I have a secret saying. ingredient in my seasonings. It's tahini. That's not a secret anymore, then. Right, because you just said it. Well, so Gabby's not so secret ingredient <laughs> that she, she uses is tahini. I just wanted to share it. Listen, let me tell you. Speaking of tahini, okay, so we're going to the store to get. Uh, at the time of this recording, Thanksgiving is this week. Okay, so we're going to Happy the store. Turkey day, y'all. Yeah, to get seasonings gobble, gobble. and all those things. And I needed two seasonings, and Aldi did not have it. And so I'm like, okay, we're gonna have to go to Giant Eagle or like Sparkle or something. And she's like, I don't want to go to another store. Do we have to have it? I'm like, yes, we have to have it. What were the seasonings? Are they like out of the rosemary ordinary seasonings? and sage? Rosemary and sage. Oh. Aldi doesn't normally carry those. Yeah, I was gonna say. So I'm like. I knew they didn't, and I knew I'd have to go somewhere else, but I need them. Like, that's what makes my really good turkey. And she's like, just put tahini on it. No, no, no. That's not what I said. 
I said, you said, well, what are we going to use? I said, garlic powder, onion powder, lemon powder, Like already go into it. We put it on our chicken and it's good. Yeah, but tahini does not belong on turkey. Selene, does tahini, could it belong on turkey? No. Make it a poll on Instagram. What? Does tahini belong on turkey? (laughs) Turkey and chicken are like the same. Does They're the same family. No. Girl, what are you talking about? I put tahini on my chicken. That's what makes it so good. Y'all love my chicken. Yeah, but no. They are not. No. Birds. Does, do you, then are you saying pelicans and seagulls are the same thing? Yeah. N- no. Pull all the feathers. It's the same kind of meat. Ma'am, what are you talking about? <laughs> this is like the argument. Like, it's tubaware. No. What'd you say? Oh, yeah. Wait. Say the first syllable. Tubaware. Tub- Wrong. Oh, wrong. <laughs> Listen, they do not all taste the same. They that do not. not I'm not accurate. saying they taste the same. Are you saying same. turkey tastes like chicken? No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying it's in the same family. I would not put tahini on a steak, but I, I would put it on chicken. I, I don't even think they're in the same family. It don't matter. Let's move on. <laughs> don't look it up. I'm looking it up. I hear the clicking like... Oh my gosh, this episode is already chaotic. I mean, what episode is not? <laughs> you're right, you're right. <laughs> we can't move on till we know if turkeys and chickens are in the same family. I feel like they are. They're both, They uh, are. It starts with a P, right? Okay. They're both poultry. What? Right? <laughs> you had to think about the word poultry? <laughs> I have, I stand corrected. They are in the same family. Period. Poultry, right? Uh... No. They're well, poultry yes, they are poultry. <laughs> Fe- Pheasantidae are a family huh? of heavy ground living birds, which includes pheasants. Heavy ground living yes. birds. Yes. Pheasants, partridges, jungle fowl. What the heck is a jungle fowl? What is fowl? a jungle fowl? Chickens, turkeys, old word quail, and a pea fowl. A jungle fowl. You know what that makes me think? Oh, a fowl? Is it like a horse? You know That's what a jungle fowl... You know what that makes you think of? Have you guys- <laughs> she just continues. Have you guys ever heard of ocelots? Yeah. And ocelittles? Yeah. Yeah? Wait, ocelittles. Oh, wait. Not ocelittles. Just ocelots. Sorry. Oh. I was thinking about... Never mind. Oh, wait. Wouldn't it be funny if, like, a lot of ocelots are ocelots and a little of ocelots are ocelittles? Like, it's a big group versus a small yeah, group? Yeah, that would be so Look cute. at all the ocelittles. I don't even know what those are. <clears throat> What's an ocelot? Know. Is it a mammal? I don't, I don't know. Why you look at me? No. Sorry, we're getting so off track. We need to get... No, we're reining it in. Okay, this week's topic... Brie, stop looking it up. I know, we... We have to... Now I gotta know. Oh my gosh. We're Let's getting see. so off topic. Oh, they're cute. They kind of look like cheetahs. Bro, <laughs> why is this leaking? Uh-oh. Oh my gosh. This is the most water. chaotic episode I'm sorry, ever. Gabby. Your okay. couch is gonna be so wet over here. It's it fine. is a mammal, and it's also a carnivore. Oh yeah! All right, cheetah things. This week's cheetah episode <laughs> is purity culture. Mm-hmm. <laughs> purity Ocelots culture. Don't know about that. The, <laughs> so this topic, good for them, really right. can get me fired up. So I'm trying not to like be fired up, but more no, passionate. No, but we need that. You yeah. Know? I mean, I'm trying not to be sound angry though. Um, but I'm just real passionate about it. Um, because I like I've struggled. I feel like a lot of people could relate to some of these things. Um. And you might not realize it until after this episode. Like, it might kind of unlock some, like, trauma. Yeah, so be prepared. <laughs> so, warning. Just be small. It might get a little uncomfortable, but this is the reason, Brie. 
was your friend. Bro, what did you put in those boys, chicken drumsticks? We were like no, on one just today. Said, Coffee. You devotion, boys. Did you put an extra, extra espresso? I sure did in that motion. Oh. All right, okay. for real. All right. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, so that's why we started this podcast, though, so we can sift through these challenging topics and, like, give a not-so-popular opinion. Right. Um, Because we're looking at stuff like purity culture that's a big thing in the church right that's a big thing to like be like discussing and talking about and Mm -hmm. giving a different opinion about it so um and i believe like the only way we can really change the world for the better is by teaching our younger generation so that they don't so that they grow up with a healthy mindset and environment so today we're going to be doing that i want to start by saying that um young girls like we we are taught, like, and we teach young girls growing up in the church to be pure and modest. Um, have you guys heard the term modest is hottest? Mm, that's I have not. You have you not? Have. Not, like, as, like, young, but, like, wow. maybe. I feel like I, I've heard it now, like, more than I have, like, when I was younger. I've heard it a lot. It's my least favorite thing to hear. It is my least favorite thing to do. <laughs> um, that is my least favorite so thing. So hearing modest is hottest... <clears throat> So basically that's like in the I'm trying yeah. to explain it. It's in the the name modest is hottest. Like they tell you like the hottest you can be, which is to tell a child or a young girl or a teen or whoever right. they they want to be hot. Yeah, why are we talking about this already? Right. You know, at this age. Like I'm not going to tell my child that like to be hot, you got to be modest. Like no, we're not doing that. I'm not, no. Uh, So having that drilled into you can just be like, just so beyond toxic. Um, Having the dress code, just you're constantly thinking about the dress code. It's it's just, it's just crazy. So like Mm -hmm. that thought and always questioning if this will, what I'm wearing, will it distract someone or cause someone to lust over me? Like, Having to get up every day and like the dress, the dress code at church, the dress code at school. Like I'm sure everyone's been dress coded at school at least once mm-hmm. yeah. for something. For something stupid, usually right, something yeah. dumb. And if and if I do say so myself, uh, if a plus size girl wears the same thing as a thin girl, it's usually the plus size girl that gets dress coded first. Period. Yeah. Always. Like, I could literally be wearing the same thing as my skinny friend, exact same length of shorts that would be fingertip length, and I'd get dress coded. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, just because I got some junk in the trunk does not mean right, <laughs> that yeah. I can't wear the same outfit. Like, I remember in middle school, um, like, we weren't allowed to wear leggings. Mm. But it really? Was always, it was always the girls, though, who were thicker and, like, had, you know, the more, like, thicker and curvier mm. bodies who got in trouble more because, obviously, that's what the guys were, like, yeah. were looking at because, mm-hmm. you know, it was something to look at. So, like, they would get dress coded the most rather than the girls who were, like, more petite and, and like, right. smaller. Even right. It makes me mm-hmm. mad. And, like, my thing is, uh, why is it our job as females to be catering to others' gaze. Right. The male gaze, another person's gaze. Why is that our burden, our cross to bear? Because we should, just how we have to be in control of our own minds, so should everybody else. Mm -hmm. Right. Why does it have to, why do we have to be concerned? Like, oh no, is my shoulder going to cause you to stumble? Oh, have mercy. That's my next point, causing someone to stumble. Come on now. So like, Lord knows I've heard that a million times. We don't want to cause our brothers in Christ to stumble. Like, 
I'm Bro, not. Bro, that is a heart issue. That is a they we problem. We will get to that. That's Same way that. down in my. Th- well, we will get there. I'm, <laughs> I'm already. Look at us jumping. We will get there. I'm not saying that these are bad things mm-hmm. that we need to teach. Because to an extent, it's important that we teach young girls that they don't need to be flaunting their goodies around everywhere. Like, they don't need their biddies out, you know? I mean, to an extent. Like, you know, people can wear what they want. They can do what they want. But, like, we don't need to teach our girls that, like, to be desired or beautiful or whatever, they don't need to show their bodies off. Like, their beauty is on the inside. Like, that's my point. Like, Like, let's... I don't know if there's a better way to say that. I'm not saying, like, we can't tell our girls what they can and can't wear. But what I'm saying is I'd love to teach them instead of modest is hottest. Okay, like, let's teach them, like, we have to be, like, safe. Like, wear appropriate things to appropriate events. Or, like, if we're out in public, like, there's creepy people around. And, like, you know, Mm -hmm. to an extent. You know what I'm saying? I mean, to... I mean, I would, I just, I, the part that I disagree with is, uh, it again, brings it around to, like, other people. Like, you could be wearing, you could be covered, dressed from head to toe, and somebody could still come and decide to snatch you and do oh, something yeah, terrible Oh, yeah, I, I agree. Right. So, I have always been one that I don't think, I don't think clothing is a reason like is the reason for bad things happening oh absolutely yeah. not. i don't think clothing is um me personally i think that if you are causing someone to stumble based on what you are wearing then that person needs to reevaluate now i'm not saying like go to church wearing a thong and nothing but a thong well that's <laughs> i'm just right that was so that's what point. i'm saying i was gonna say gabby that like, was my point i feel like your your thought was more about like what's your intention behind your outfit like right. if a, like if we're all going out and like we're just doing it for us because like you know we're feeling ourselves we want to be cute then like like that's fine but like mm-hmm. if you're wearing like a really short skirt and like you know the biddies are out and you're yeah. doing that with the intention of like oh like i want to catch somebody's eye like i want a guy to come up to me just because like i look like this not because like i've got a degree and i've got a good job or right. like you know like i'm smart and like i have you know all these good like qualities and traits about myself mm-hmm. but if you're doing it just for like oh look my biddies look good. Like, I want him yeah. to come up to me. And, and you know, that's okay, too. But when you're, like, a, like grown, you know, and have yeah. all of yeah. your brain development. When you're grown, yeah, But, like, fine, as but a like... child, as a teenager, like, we're not fully developed in our, like, Period. brain. Yeah. And we can't make, I, I mean, we can't make good decisions, but, like, we don't make well-informed like good decisions, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Because our brain isn't Which fully. Which that thought was for, like, teenagers, not for, like, right. so, us like, who I, were, like, I in just, our 20s. It was more of... So let's, you know, teach our children, like, you can't wear a string bikini to a funeral. You know, you can't wear this to a wedding. You you can't, like, you know, there's appropriate things to wear to certain things. And, like, you know what I'm saying. Like, right, which that makes me think an of. An awareness of, you know what I'm saying? Or do you want to go first because you had your hand No, raised. go ahead. I was going to say, that makes me think of when I studied abroad, um, when we went to, uh, we went to Budapest for a field trip. Budapest? And, yeah. Went to Budapest oh. for a field trip, and we were going to this really like historical like Jewish synagogue, and they had very strict dress codes. Like the girls, we had to have like head wraps on, and you know we had to have like uh, 
like we couldn't have on like shorts or like skirts we had to have on like long pants and things like that I remember this girl was like very upset about that she was just like oh my gosh like why do girls have like why do we go through all these like this strict like policing and stuff like that and I'm just like well you know we're we're not doing it because like they like just for no reason just want us to do this like it's just it's a a a cultural practice a religious Mm -hmm. practice that you know just to be respectful of um kind of just like history and just of you know this this culture just being respectful is not because they just want us to do it you know what i mean but and even the guys have a dress code too yeah even the guys have a dress code so it's not just the women like it's for both of them but i just remember she was just like very upset and she was like arguing with like our professor and stuff and we were just trying to get her to understand like girl like it's not because like you don't look good in like the skirt or anything or like it's it's just to be respectful of the space that we're in yeah and like i just i didn't mean it as like like you know what you were saying like oh i think it's i meant it strictly as like you know let's just teach them awareness about yeah you know if we're going here then you know maybe it's not a good idea to wear a tiny little whatever because like like what is your reasoning to it like Mm -hmm. I would love to teach our girls about their inside beauty and their hearts and who they are as a person and teach them that that can attract the person that you want and but if you want to go wear like whatever you want like when you're of age and whatever like go ahead like you know you do what you want to do but that's all so but also I feel like Not saying you're doing this, but I'm saying, like, society in general. Like, I feel like because women or girls are, like, taught this kind of thing so young, it introduces sexualizing their bodies when Mm -hmm. they don't even need to be knowing about this. Right. Like, when you're this... When I was that age and I was hearing about, like, oh, like, don't have sex till you're married... I, that was not even on my radar. Like, right. I'm less than 10 years old. I have no idea what that even is. And you're telling me, like, oh, don't do this, don't do this, don't do this. So now I'm asking questions. Now I'm like, okay, well, what's this? And am I going to ask my parents about it? No. Who wants to talk to their parents about that stuff? It's uncom- we're uncomfortable. I'm going to find out from school. I'm going to find out, like, from friends. Like, I'm not mm-hmm. going to find out from a reliable source. Like, like the whole, like... I think our society as a whole, like, because of this whole purity culture, because of this whole, like, modest is hottest, like, be aware, be mindful, blah, blah, blah. It introduces, like, sex to children. Mm -hmm. Like, why are we doing this? Like, why is this even a thing? Wait till we grow up and our bodies even understand how this works. But, you know, it's also horrible because the world we live in today, there's so many bad people. And, like, unfortunately, the world we live in, it's like you kind of have to give them some sort of an awareness mm-hmm. of what could happen. And that right. is so heartbreaking and sad. But it can like, be done in a different way. Than it could, changed. absolutely. Right. And that's the point I'm going to make. So yeah. it's it's how it's taught and the shame that it brings. It's the fact that it's such an extreme standard that women are held to and there's no accountability for the other end of the spectrum. Period. There's no accountability for, oh, I'm wearing a tank top and shorts in 90 degree weather and I'm dress coated and I got to go put on a jacket and I got to go put on pants because Johnny over there in the third row looked at my shoulder once. Okay, did he or is the teacher bothered? Mm. Is the grown man Mm. bothered? Yeah. 
by the young high school girl that's developing. Mm. Or, because I'm pretty sure the students don't care at all. I mean, yeah. I'm sure there's the horn dog boys in the back being like, oh, look, like, she looked good today. Cause, but it's not from my shoulder. But you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, like, right. And honestly, know. if my thing too is like, no matter what you're wearing, if people want to look at you, they're going to look at you. Yeah. Right. Like, if you are well endowed up top, if you have, if you have tickle It's going to show in everything. Exactly. Yeah. I can wear a turtleneck and you go, no, I have tickle bitties. That's just life. Like, I can't do anything about that. <laughs> right. It's just that we're held at a higher standard than boys are. It's unfair. And it's very unfair and it's toxic. And I just, I would like to see it change because. Like you said, I could be wearing something super modest, totally acceptable, and still hear from someone that what I'm wearing isn't okay. So I'm a grown woman. I got I got parts, bits and pieces. Like you can't avoid that. You can't hide that. That's just what how we were made. Like right. and so like I'm on a worship team, right? And there has to be like when you're on leadership and on platform, there has to be some some kind of rules or kind of like a standard of you know hey you can't be wearing this and that's just because you're on stage and there's lots of people and we have these rules for a reason whatever but like I can count on both hands how many times I've been dress coded at church when I've been wearing something totally acceptable right um and I strictly follow the dress code, but, like, I can't help when the titties be tittying. Like, I can't. Like, <laughs> I, I've i been blessed in that area, and I can't help it. It's not my fault. So, whatever I wear, they're they're huge. Yeah. And out. And any, anything I wear. So, it's just the way it is. So, if I'm wearing something totally reasonable, or really not even reasonable, whatever, whatever I'm wearing, if you have an issue with what I'm wearing... It's not a me problem. It's a you problem. That is a heart issue, and you need to look into that. Because if a small hole in my jeans above my knee is distracting you and you, quote, can't worship, that's a heart issue, and you need to pray about that and reevaluate some things in your life. I mean, there was one time that I was on platform because I sing on the worship team as well. It was not in my current church. It was at an old church, and they were much more strict. I had a pair of jeans that had a hole Probably the size of, I don't know, um, a mandarin orange. It was not a very big <laughs> hole. And it was right directly on my knee. It was not above my knee, right on my knee. And I had, it was wintertime, so I had a long cardigan on. And when I had the cardigan, like, pulled around, it would cover the hole. Mm-hmm. When I put that outfit on, I was not thinking about how the fact that my cardigan covered the hole. I, the, my hole wasn't so minuscule to me, I would not even think about the fact that I had a hole in my jeans. Until I got to church, and the youth pastor came up to me and was like, oh, he's like, see, I see you, you're real smart with that cardigan. I'm like, why? Because it's cold? He's like, no, because when you wrap it around front, it covers the hole in your jeans. Loophole. I'm like, loophole? I'm like, I did not even know I had a hole in my own jeans, but you noticed a hole in my jeans and how my cardigan ever so covers my hole in my jeans? Sir, when you come to church with more holes in your pants, then there's less fabric. I was going to say, like... Do you want to know how to start World War III? (laughs) Just go cut holes in all the old people's jeans. (laughs) (laughs) They get so... So their panties in a twist they because really of a whole, like you a whole, bought that you bought that like that like like do some work outside man. Man. mine are natural those jeans must have been discounted or half off 
Because they're halfway <laughs> gone. <laughs> you get those knee, on discount? The knee slapper. <laughs> That's me so funny. But it's hysterical. It's time to stop shaming girls for being the distraction and start holding our boys accountable. Period. Come on now. You better preach. I'm so serious. Like, I get so angry. As Christmas broccoli entered the chat. Come so on angry. now. Christian stratosphere, here we come. Let's not, oh. let's not drill. <laughs> Modest <laughs> is hottest into our girls' heads, but instead raise our boys to be respectful, kind, and have some self-control. Please. Please. Somebody teach it to Listen, them. Listen, because last time I checked, women are still being raped and assaulted mm. while they are dressed modestly. Come on now. So whose fault is it then? The poor girl who's wearing shorts and a tank top in 90 degree heat? Absolutely not. No. Mm-mm. I will not stand for that. No. I know so many people who have been in that situation and they're wearing jeans and a hoodie. Yeah. Jeans and a hoodie. You're telling me they asked for it? And no. Here's the other thing is, if we're not, if, if let's say a bad situation happens, like somebody, uh, God forbid, a woman gets raped, a girl gets raped, Okay. The first thing that they do is examine what they were wearing. Well, what was she wearing? Why does that matter? And were you drinking? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Then the next thing Mm -hmm. is, well, were you inebriated in any way? Well, why were you even there in the first place? Like, every decision that we make when we were the ones who were assaulted, like, like, I haven't personally, but, like, why is it that everything that a woman does when something bad happens to her mm-hmm. is examined under such a tight microscope to find that they are the problem. Right. Why isn't the first question, do you know who it was? What did he look like? What did he do? And let's throw him Where into prison. Where is he? Right. <laughs> Where's like, our pitchforks and fire? Let's go get him. Grab your torch and pitchforks. <laughs> Doesn't that bother you? <laughs> Doesn't that heck? bother you? <laughs> nope. Really? Really, really? Oh. <laughs> if you don't know what we're talking about, I'm if sorry. If you know, you know. <laughs> if you know, you know. <laughs> Did you guys sorry. Have, do you guys have anything else to add to this modest is hottest topic? Because I like have a next topic to move on to. No, I feel like that was that was pretty good. Period. I mean, I feel like I feel like we had a really good discussion. I'm a I, little heated, but I think we can I think we could change it. We can change the narrative. I think we oh, can for sure. instead of saying modest is hottest, how about we just say honest is hottest? Yeah. Period. Be honest with yourself and say like, you know, do I feel good in this outfit? Am I, you know, being mindful of all of my surroundings of what I'm doing? Am I being respectful? To my situation. Because, you know, like Where Gabby going, said, you're yeah. not going to go to a funeral in a string bikini. Like, mm-hmm. you know, we have to be honest with ourselves and say, is this appropriate for what I'm doing? Right. Like, when you're a lawyer, you need to go and present yourself in a in very nice business attire to a judge. Because it's respectful. It's yeah. your job. Like, you know, that's, you know. And I think men need to be honest and say, like, oh, this hasn't, what she's doing and what she's wearing has nothing to do with, with what I'm thinking. That's a me problem. Like, everyone, my, honest is hottest. Because you know what the Bible says, right? Gouge Lay out them out. eyes. Lay it out. Gouge out them eyes, boys. Lay it out. Your eye causes you to stumble, gouge it out. Your hand causes you to stumble, cut, cut, it, cut off. it off. It doesn't say kill the woman with your words. Nope. Mm-mm. But also, I do want to add, like, if you do feel the need to like or your child is feeling the need to like wear promiscuous on purpose and go get attention like ask yourself why am i feeling like i need to wear this to get someone's attention maybe this person isn't 
isn't right for me, you know, like, or why does my child, like, feel like they need to, like, be, like, dress provocative and all these things? Like, is there somebody in their life that's, like, not treating them right and making them feel less than, like, Mm. expecting pictures or expecting them to do this or that? Like, take a look and, and, you know, be like, okay, what's going on? Because, like, maybe someone in your child's life or in your own life is making them feel insecure and, mm-hmm. and, and down and less than, and that their only worth is their body. And I, I, that's the main thing. But if you're a boy mom, I love you. You're raising like the next generation, but let's make sure we're doing our best to keep our boys accountable too. Yeah. And teach them that like, okay, yeah, this girl is like wearing this, but like, let's be respectful and kind of look away or like, let's, let's control our eyes, our eyeballs or like, or just just celebrate women and yeah. mind your business. Mm-hmm. Make it make it normal. Like women have these parts and you know, it's normal to be attracted to them and yeah. whatever. Like, you know, make it make it okay. But also make sure you're telling them like in raising them to be respectful of women and never make anyone feel uncomfortable or in a position or whatever. But I'm not a mom yet, so I can't, you know, say all those things. But like but I we respect can speak from our childhood experience. I respect every mother out there and you're doing your best and we love you and we support you and fathers Mm -hmm. and fathers. Yeah. Not just moms. Yeah. You know? Um, but now that we've cleared that up, um, I want to get really into this purity culture, right? (laughs) So let's talk about a purity retreat. Celine, have you ever, have you ever been on a purity retreat? I've never been on a purity retreat. Have you? Oh yes. Oh, I've been on several purity retreats. I have been on one. And I have assisted with teaching the youths mm. afterwards, before I was educated upon this subject. Bree, would you like to explain um, the skit with the broken rose? Oh, 100% I would. Okay, great. Oh, I'm okay. so excited. So, when at this church that Gabby and I grew up in, when you were in sixth grade, you would go on what's called a purity retreat. And boys and girls would go. It was for both. And you would go for, it was like an overnight or two nights sometimes, depending on the church funds that year. And you would go and stay at this camp. And they would do all of these, like, sessions on, you know, how you need to be pure and modest and hottest and blah, 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 blah. And then they would separate the boys and the girls and have their own sections. Who knows what the boys are talking about because I'm not a boy, so I don't know. But the girls' section would always, like, you know, you need to be mindful of what you're wearing and all these things we just don't talked about. Don't have sex till marriage. Like, and at that point, I'm like, I don't even know what sex like, yeah, is. Yeah, I don't even know what sex is and we're talking about this. Like, that's mm. where I was at. And so when you get back from the retreat, you meet up with your parents. And it was tradition in the church for your parents to buy you a purity ring to wear all the time. You're supposed to wear this <laughs> ring until you got married and your husband takes your V-card. No, no. I wore mine until, like, I graduated high school. I didn't take it off because, like, I, you know, lost my V-card. But I, I it broke. So I, <laughs> but that's why I stopped wearing it because it broke. But I... So would you continue to wear it had it not I broke? I probably would have because it's it's so sentimental because my dad picked this out for it wasn't only the representation of my you know pureness but it was like my dad went and he he said he picked this out perfect for me because he thought like it best represented my personality and like it was then a sentimental thing for my dad mm-hmm. and like yeah that was the more mo- for me the than soft my dad moment for me. like that we had that was 
the only good thing about this whole retreat because like our parents came and my dad like told me how beautiful I was and you know and how I was you know what we deserved and my dad was a great example of still is he's alive still is (laughs) he's still alive (laughs) no no he's still he's not y'all speaking about him in the past he He was a great man he was he is a great man but like he did raise us very well to like not need no man to be very dependent on ourselves and like he taught us a lot of things that, you know, we can function without a man. Mm-hmm. And the church doesn't really teach that. The church teaches, like, Proverbs not all churches. Yeah. Proverbs 31, housewife, you know, wait right. for, your, your, husband. Wait for yeah. your husband. He'll get you and then blah, blah, blah. Like, <clears throat> I wish they would teach girls. That's a whole other topic. Yeah, just, but, but anyway, so uh, you would you would reconvene with your parents and they would give you this purity ring. And then the teenagers would come in and do this, like, drama skit. And, um, there were no words for, if you don't know, if you aren't familiar with like dramas where it was usually music and you just act out to music. Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, I had gone to the purity retreat when I was in sixth grade. And then when I hit high school, then I was in the dramas every year and they did the same one every single year. And I think it was my junior year or senior year. I was the main character. Mm. I got the the lady lady (laughs) girl part. Anyway, (laughs) that's beside the point. So basically the way that the skit goes is they have the music playing. There's no words. And it shows a girl and a guy. And um, they each are given a rose by God representing their purity, their virginity. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so what happens is um, they go through life and it shows each one of them giving their rose up like handing their rose to somebody signifying that they have had sex with but this it's person. just the girl the girl no the guy does too oh okay Never but mind. the girls is more emphasized like the way they do it is like the girl's rose like as it goes each time you you have sex with somebody give your give your rose to somebody in the skit then they remove a leaf, take a petal, break the stem, so that the rose just keeps getting more and more decrepit and gross and ugly, right? So signifying that, like, your worth and your pureness is now disgusting, mm. which is traumatic. And there's nothing left. And there's nothing left. And it, so, they emphasize it can never be Yeah, they emphasize again. it can never be fixed, mm. it can never be whole again, and so by the time that these two, this guy and this girl get back together, because they're meant to be together is how yeah. they portray it, they both hand each other these decrepit, disgusting roses. And both of them are disappointed in each other's rose. And I'm like... And how messed up it is. And how disgusting it is and how it's not perfect the way it was supposed to be created. And at the time... Because this is what you've had drilled in your brain ever since you were young. You're like, oh my gosh, I don't want to give an ugly rose to somebody. I want I want to represent this perfect, pure rose. Like, I want to be whole and, and pure and white and da-da-da-da-da and all these things. Not white as in race, but like no, you're clean. Good. So... <laughs> race racist. Yes, I am. I want to be um, white. I want to be white. So, <laughs> so like... That was, like, a deep traumatic fear that I had for a really, really long time. A really long time. And I'm just going to be vulnerable for a minute and say that I did not wait to have sex till I was married. 
I didn't. I we're un- judging you. I know. I unfortunately. I mean, I feel like this needs to be said because like people need to know that this does not ruin you. Like mm-hmm. I, I, and unfortunately, I for me, it was unfortunate because I made the wrong choices with the wrong people. Mm-hmm. And so when I did meet my now husband and I presented my rose, if it was exactly the way that we were taught then I would be handing him this disgusting rose and he would be disappointed in me. Right. That is not how it went at all. Mm-hmm. I found salvation and forgiveness in Christ for my just giving parts of me away that I shouldn't have spiritually and having soul ties to these people. Mm-hmm. And when I met my husband, like he was like, it's okay. There was no judgment. There was no disappointment. There was no, like, he, not, as far as I know, not any part of him was feeling like I was less than or I was not worthy. Mm-hmm. And the way that they taught you was that when you present to your person and you are not as you started, you are not going to be wanted. Yeah. And that is not true. And we are teaching these young girls that if you are not perfect and pristine, then you will not be wanted. That like that is the farthest thing from God's And you know it's flawed because then what was the point of Jesus dying on the cross for exactly. us? Exactly. And also, what if someone is raped? Is that the you same? You know what I'm saying? And like, some churches may teach that that's the same and that you're still... I t- promise t- you t- t- that those group of sixth tainted. graders... What did you just say? I meant to say tainted, but I said tarnted. I combined oh. tarnished and tainted and made tarnted. I promise you that those group, that group of six, like sixth graders, girls and guys, that at least one of them was probably raped or molested and, you know, I'm hadn't sure. told anybody. Because the yeah. statistics are so high, I'm sure. So it's like you're doing this and like there's that sixth grader thinking. Who's not fully understanding how I'm this works. Ruined, you know? Literally. That's traumatic. Mm-hmm. How is. could you... How how could you put such weight on a child? Yep. Right. That so is then, a lot of weight. So then going from that purity retreat as a sixth grader, you then go into youth group, right? So mm. you're in high school, you're in youth group. And I remember these nights we had at youth group when the girls would stay behind, right? And get a long sermon on how to be pure and save yourself into marriage. And the boy leader would say, okay, boys, like, let's go play some dodgeball. And they'd be like, okay, see you later. Wait, we went to the same youth group. I don't remember that. So you graduated before me, so I also went we also went to a different church. <gasps> You're okay. right. Okay, wait. So, <laughs> so we were gonna say, hold on, are you calling Gabby a liar right no, now? No, but I just I'm calling her a truther. I, <laughs> I just was I was okay. So Gabby, we only went to youth group for one year yeah. together. Okay. okay. Yeah. And also we moved a lot, went to different churches. Oh my god. So they would be like, Okay, like boys, like let's go play some dodgeball. And I was what? always confused as to why the boys didn't have to stay behind and get their own talk. I never thought it was fair. I wanted to do something fun, too. I didn't even know about that. So this. women and men are, from the get, not held at the same standard. Yeah, no. no. And it's like this with other topics as well. For example, porn, right? Mm-hmm. If there was a boy who said they were struggling with a porn addiction, and they they would be understood and coddled because, you know, boys will be boys, and, like, that's totally normal for, like, a young boy a hormonal... What is happening? <laughs> Sorry. What? Sorry. I hear... Boop, 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 boop. 
And I'm like, what's going on? And Celine's like sliding down the couch, trying to put her water down without knocking over her microphone. I'm sorry, that was a deep moment. It was. It was and I'm, I'm like, so why are y'all so laughing? Sorry. I'm so sorry. Back to serious. Sorry. But. Oh my god. Okay, wait. But okay, so what if what if a girl who admits to having a problem with pornography, are they treated the same way? No. It's more no. shameful. Mm-hmm. Why? It is. Why is it more shameful? Women struggle with lust just as much as men do. Yeah. They get comfort and sympathy because that's expected from a boy, right? Because boys will be boys. Yeah. But women get judgment. We get shamed. It's so messed up. I mean. It's so flawed. We can even take it to, like, some places even take it to the extreme. Like, in some cultures... Young girls are taken away from their families and they do this terrible procedure where I don't remember what it's called, but it's this terrible procedure where basically they literally, when they're awake, no pain meds, nothing, cut out the parts of their, their vagina that make it pleasurable for them to have sex. What? Yes. You've never heard that? You've never heard this? They literally, not to be like talking about parts, but like on a serious note, they literally take them from, they're young, like- 12, 13. They take them from their family. They do, I forget what it's called. I'll have to look it up. But they they literally like cut out their clitoris and cut out some of their um, labia and parts of their vagina that would make sex pleasurable for them because they believe that in these cultures that women are meant to pleasure the men and that it is bad and sinful if they feel pleasure. They're just supposed to be like sex slaves to their husbands. And then after they have this surgery, they're sent into child marriage with these 40, 50 year old men. Yes. It's terrible. I wish you could see Celine's face right now. It It's awful. No, no words. Like it's, atrocious yeah oh my god yeah and there's whole like like organizations girls yeah there's whole organizations that like are trying to actively save young girls to keep this from happening it's terrible there's tons of women's activists that this has happened to them that they're like they've left they've escaped the child marriages and you know are speaking out and all these things and like why why is that happening only to women. Why? Jesus can come back now. I'm ready, Lord. Come <laughs> no, on. honestly. Come get like, us. I don't understand what the, like, obsession is with, like, controlling women's bodies. I don't know. I don't get it's it. It's horrible. I, I don't. It's It makes me sick, honestly. Oh. But also, though, it's okay for boys to date around and flirt. Right, you know, they mm-hmm. can go and, you know, do whatever. Right. But, like, if a They're girl... They're always like, boys will be yep. boys. But yeah. if a girl does it... She's promiscuous. Mm. She's she's slut shamed. She's whatever. She didn't save herself until marriage. Now she's unclean, right? Her rose will always be broken. What? And what's the point of is Jesus? That, is that the message that we want our girls growing up with? Like, Mm-mm. is that what Jesus teaches? That if you have sex before you're married, you're forever broken and never to be whole again? I don't believe at all this is what Jesus wants for women. I don't think he wants that for anyone. This is the why, why the Bible says don't have sex until until you're married. But what happens if you do? We really want to teach women that they are broken, but praise men for their latest conquest. It's literally. Let's do better. Like, let's just literally. do better. Because this is not okay. It's not. And the, the level of shame that's put <laughs> on women if they 
decide to have sex with somebody before marriage, it is immense. Like, mm-hmm. it's it's so... I know that, like... I know that every sin is the same in God's eyes. But, like, based on human standards, like, for me, I think, like having sex before marriage is not nearly as bad as murdering somebody. (laughs) Like, and they treat it like you just killed your virginity. You, everything is dead. You are worthless. Like, why is this a thing? Why can't, like, if you want to help this person, they're coming to you and saying, I did this thing. They're looking for counsel, whatever. Instead of shaming them, literally just be like, you know what? We can just talk to Jesus about this. Just, you know. He can forgive you. Or, hey, something happened to me and now I'm pregnant and I didn't want this. Like, like I was taken advantage of. Mm -hmm. Let's not make them feel bad. Let's say, I'm sorry that happened to you. Yeah. Like, Jesus loves you too and you are not a mistake and your baby is not a mistake and Mm -hmm. we love you both. No matter what decision you make. Right. We love you. Like, let's do better. There's a lot of things that we got to do better, (laughs) y'all. Yeah. So there's a correct way to teach girls how to be modest, right? Like showing them that their worth isn't in their bodies and there's more to them than trying to dress for the male gaze. But we're not going to do is we're not going to shame women for dressing for warm weather or wearing a cute top, crop top or wearing a cute skirt with a slit in it, like super cute, feel themselves because John can't contain himself over a visible shoulder. John. There's a way to teach girls that saving yourself from marriage is best because there's lots of things that come with it. But what we're not going to do is judge her if she made that decision or, oops, went too far. And you better believe that we will keep the same energy for boys as well. I mean, that's, As we should. that's all we should do. See this not we not finna do. See this what 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 we not finna do. Oh my gosh. Like for real. That should just be the motto. Listen, we hear something sketchy in the church. See this what we not finna do. We not finna do this. No, let me just fix the narrative. Switch it up. Turn over and oh my gosh. Turn, turn around now. Switch. <laughs> there are healthy ways that we can teach these things to our children, our young children, without attaching shame and judgment. Ways that it won't destroy their self worth. And we can keep boys and girls at the same standard so that both parties are being held accountable for their actions. Mm. And we want we want both parties to be confident in themselves and right. love themselves and not have to be feeling insecure about themselves because of what they were taught and had drilled into their brains. Right. I think I think that part of why and we're going to talk about this on the next episode body image. I think part of the reason why people have such body image issues is because of this. Mm-hmm. All of this trauma and all of like you know, you need to be concerned about your body and you need to be mindful and da-da-da-da. Like, this just morphs into, like, people hating how they look. Right. Or looking for the wrong attention and striving for attention when we just need to be happy with ourselves. Mm-hmm. Like, looking for it in the wrong places when you need to just find love in yourself and yeah. find people who care about you. For example, like, I'm just going to use myself as an example, right? Like, before I met, you know my boyfriend, like 
I would, there's nothing wrong with wearing makeup, okay? But, like, I literally would just, like, I had to have it on. And if I didn't, then I hated myself and hated the way I looked, right? And that's because, like, I wanted attention. I wanted the male attention. I was trying to get that. And I thought that, because that was what the world told me. The world told me that if I wore makeup and I did this and that and wore this, wore that, I would get attention mm-hmm. from what, like, the males. I want, I wanted the males, right? I wanted attention. I wanted, I wanted them to look at me and make me feel beautiful. Like, mm-hmm. tell me I'm beautiful. Tell me I'm pretty. I want to hear that. Yeah. When my beauty and my self-worth is, is in Jesus. It's not in the world and other people and what they think. But I can say, like, I was at that point where I just wanted attention. And then I found myself being in a relationship with someone who loves me genuinely for me and my, my, my innermost being, he loves me so deeply. I find myself, I don't care what I wear. I'm in sweatpants and t-shirts and I don't wear makeup hardly ever now. And I can go on a Sunday and whatever. But like, it's, it's the fact that I, he kind of showed me you know, you don't need these things for people to care about you and who you are. And I was like, huh. And then I started the journey on like loving myself and not caring what people think. And if, you know, you're still in that place, like it's okay, like totally okay. But I've like seen the, seen it through the other side of it, like feeling like I need these things to be beautiful and I'm doing these things for attention and now when I put on makeup, like I still wear makeup, but like when I put it on or I wear what I want, like I do it for me. I do it for me because I like it. I do it to impress the girlies. <laughs> and, honestly. And that you do. I, I'm like, okay, wait, if I do this, then so-and-so's going to think my pants are cute. I'm going to do this. <laughs> Not for the male gaze. I can yeah, care. we only do things for girlies validation. At this point. <laughs> but like, I feel like that's healthy. Oh, it is. But oh, I'm yeah. just saying like, I, I, my husband sees me looking a hot mess every single day no, of my oh wait, life. I take that back. Unless you're going to, like, try and impress, like, the clique at church and you're like, I just want to fit in oh, and I want to, like, I've done I want that. them to like me and I'm going to put on my, that. like, I'm going to put on my best and I'm going to, so, like, again, there's nothing wrong with being fashionable and wearing what you want, wearing a bunch of makeup. There's nothing wrong with that. But there's so much power like, once you figure out, like, I genuinely love myself and I do this for me and I want to do this to express myself and I just genuinely feel feel good when I look this way. And, like, I just think that we should just focus on doing things for ourselves, not for other people. Right. And what they care, like, what they think about you. Because, like, at this point, I could care less. Like, <laughs> I will go out... There. We're working time. on it, you know, like yeah. it, it takes time and it takes, it takes lots of, lots of steps and it's a journey. So if you're going through that, we're here with you and we're going through that with you, but it can get better. Like it can, it's just a self-love journey. And one of these episodes, we will have, um, a topic of learning to love yourself. So, um, we'll be talking about that. Cause I feel like all of us here and, Probably everybody around you is on a journey to learn how to love themselves. Because because of all the stuff that the world has to say and pour into you, I feel like everyone struggles on some level of like learning to be content with themselves and learning to love themselves. And that's the hardest thing. It is. It's really hard. The hardest. I think 
<clears throat> for me, which we'll get more into it like when we do that episode, but I think out of all the things that I've struggled with internally, self-love is the hardest. Mm-hmm. For sure. Because everything that the society says, everything that we've been taught as children, everything that, you know, the adversary gets into your brain, like, it's a plethora of things and it's a constant battlefield in your brain all the time. And my goal is to someday just be like, you know what, F it. I don't care. Like, mm-hmm. I'm happy. I love myself. I Whatever. And, like, when I think about it, like, I, you know, I have... Jesus, I have a good group of friends, I have a husband that loves me, I have all these things, and yet I still find things that I'm unhappy with. Why? For what? So, like, I think all of us just need to try our best to find our happiness Mm -hmm. in ourselves, in Jesus, in the people who really care about us and, like, that pour into us, not the wrong people that could care less and use us. Like, finding our true happiness is, like, the pinnacle of life. And you know what? I think that the statement, you are your biggest critique. Yes. Like, you are your biggest critic. Like For you, sure. You yourself are the first person to tear yourself apart and to pick apart like a turkey. Like we're about to a go into turkey. Thanksgiving. <laughs> think, about, think about it like this, okay? Thanksgiving. There's a big, beautiful turkey in the beginning, right? People start... Slicing meat off of it, slicing their portions. They they take and they take and take, and then all that's left is like this big carcass with like little bits of meat. That's all that's left of you. So like, if you're that turkey and people have taken so much from you, you know, they take and take and take. All that's left is this carcass that used to be so full and bright and fat and happy. Mm. You know, like mm. great crispy skin on it, like beautiful. And people just take it all. All that's left is carcass and little bits of meat so you know it's somebody's job at the end of the day to pick that turkey Mm. they gotta pick all the pieces off of the turkey right yeah you do that to yourself you literally look in the mirror like well somebody's gotta do it you're like like my pants don't fit well now like i gotta buy new pants now because they don't fit can't fit into them like the thighs are because like my thighs are rubbing together so i gotta buy new pants because there's holes in my thighs now and like oh man like i'm filling my shirt like i used to be able to wear this this used to be big on me like you know look my acne like all the things you begin to pick at yourself and to pull things off of yourself and you're your biggest critic you literally just and I used to do it. I still do it sometimes. Like I gotta just pull myself apart until there's nothing left. And that's just the worst feeling. It really is. I think at the end of the day, you just have to remember, at least for me, um, I will say that having community and having my group has helped me immensely. Mm-hmm. Because when you're, and I know that everybody is on their journey to find those people and maybe you have your people, maybe you don't and be encouraged that you will find your people. Um, but having people around you that really care about you and see you for you are and care about what's best for you really does help because you can't love like it's maybe it is for some people, but I can't imagine full on 100% to a T confidence, loving myself in every way, shape and form every single day. Mm-hmm. You're not going to have a good day every day mm-hmm. and that's okay. And that's why it's important to have your, a community behind you to help uplift you when you're not having a good day. Because if I'm being honest for me, 
a lot of people will be like, oh, well, you know, this is what the Bible says about you. This is what God says about you. I've heard all these things my whole life. And at this point, it's just like a constant script in my head. I could say it. I could say that I'm a masterpiece and I'm beautifully and wonderfully made 50 times a day. But at, at this point, because I've heard it so much, it's going in one ear and out the other and trying mm -hmm. to encourage myself is really hard. But when you hear it from other people who who don't have to be nice to you, they they could be honest and say, that is ugly, you look ugly, but they don't and they, you know, uplift you and or whatever way you're feeling down, whether it be with your work, with your, um, your passion, your hobby, whatever. If you have somebody in your corner, that's how you can continue on this journey because I really don't think that you can do it by yourself. At least for me, I couldn't do it by myself. Right, mm -hmm. so go listen to episode one of Finding Your Community. <laughs> Learn Shameless how to plug. find your community. <laughs> but anyway, I think we should wrap it up. Does anybody have a challenge for our listeners this week and for ourselves? Hmm. 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 <laughs> I don't have one. You had the last one. I did. Yeah, Celine I don't have. Dion. I'm not good with coming up with stuff on the, on the fly on the spot yes. spot fly. We should have thought about the challenge. <laughs> we should have. <laughs> maybe maybe the challenge is to change the narrative for yourself. Mm -hmm. Redefine the phrase "modest is hottest" for yourself. Yeah, and maybe be the change for somebody else. How about ask yourself. Are you dressing the way that you want to for you or to get the attention of someone else? Like, are you doing it for you because you genuinely love to do it and you don't care what anybody else thinks and you just are living your best life dressed that way or looking that way or whatever? Or, like, are you doing it to get the wrong person's attention? Because if you got to do that to get somebody's attention, then I don't think they're the right the right person for you. Right. They're going to love you for you on the inside, not for you on the outside. Yeah. hundred percent. And there's nothing wrong with, to, to preface, there's nothing wrong with trying to be on trend. Oh, absolutely It's okay not. to look good. It's okay to try to I dress on trend. I love me a good crop top. <laughs> Listen, I... A good legging. I am in my and mom jeans. And a good jeans. pair of Crocs. A good pair. Yes. I love my Crocs. I'm in my mom <laughs> jeans era right now. Mm -hmm. And that is okay. Although the other day I bought something that I'm like, this does not look good in my mom jeans. Where did I put all my skinny jeans? And I couldn't find any. I got rid of them all. Really? I know. What's wrong with me? I love a good skinny jean. I still like them, but I don't know what I did with them all. They're all gone. Well, you'll be catching me wearing all the holes in the jeans that I want to. <laughs> and flip-flops. Because last time I checked, and Crocs. everybody's got knees, so you shouldn't really be turned on by a knee. Because everybody got a knee. Crocs. They're so, Crocs. if you're an old man listening to this and you have a problem with holes, have a knee fetish. holes in jeans, Sorry. and you see a knee and you're like, oh, good heavens. Like, oh, great heavens. You know, you... <laughs> maybe, heavens to Betsy. <laughs> heavens to Betsy. Maybe you got some stuff to look at, good sir. Right. Maybe you should. I'm yeah. about to wear all the holes in the jeans that I want to <laughs> and all the crop tops that I want to. I can't. As so I should. I can't. So that is the challenge for this week, to redefine the narrative. Are you dressing because you genuinely love it and you don't care about what anybody says? Or do you have intentions to grab someone's attention? Mm.